today's episode of MicroConf on Air. I'm your host, Rob Walling. So twice a week on this show, I live stream for about 30 minutes, typically with a guest, and we cover topics relating to building and growing startups using an ambitious yet sane approach. These are not typical Silicon Valley startups, as you know, where fundraising can be a goal into itself and people build slide decks instead of building businesses. Today, I'm gonna to be joined in just a minute or two by Nate Grahek. Nate is a, a friend of mine. Um, I think we knew each other, I, I believe he was a podcast listener first. He came on Startups for the Rest of Us a few years ago. It's one of the most downloaded episodes ever of Startups for the Rest of Us, how a non-technical founder built a seven-figure you know, SaaS business. Um, it went really well. and. He lives in St. Paul, Minnesota. And when I moved to Minneapolis, we connected. And since then we've hung out, uh, he and his, his wife have come over to our house and, and he's, he's a sharp dude. And he runs stickyalbums.com. I'll get into that in uh, just a minute or two. We're gonna dig deep into video messages specifically and how he uses them. What I love about Nate is he only teaches stuff he does and works, he, that he does himself and that works really well. And he optimizes the crap out of it and makes these things, you know, really dials them in. If you want to ask Nate questions, we have tons to talk about, but we absolutely have time for listener questions. And if you want to ask questions, you need to be in MicroConf Connect. And that's microconfconnect.com. And then look for the MicroConf on air channel there. Producer Xander and I will be monitoring that during the conversation. If you miss any of these on air episodes, we know that sometimes it's a weird time zone and sometimes they're, uh, you know, you just can't make it because you have a meeting or you have three homeschooled kids like, like I do right now. We turn this into a podcast. So within a day or two of this going live, we'll have audio coming out. And so it's MicroConf on air. And you can go to microconfpodcast.com uh, or go to any iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places, search for MicroConf on air, and that'll lead right to it. I've been listening to it. It's, it's pretty cool. It's good to hear back and uh, you know get feedback and all that, all that kind of stuff, figure out how we can improve it. Lastly, before we dig in, as always, thank you to Basecamp and Stripe. They are our headline partners uh, in here in 2020, and we appreciate their support and always like to thank them on Microconf on Air. And with that, I'd like to intro and welcome my guest, Nate Grahek. It's so good to be here. I'm glad I'm finally in. Thanks, Xander, for your work. I've been in your shoes when tech is just not agreeing. No worries. We're here. Let's jump yeah. in. So let's yeah, dive in. Uh, where do you want to start? Yeah. So well, I want to let's burn through a couple questions fairly quickly. Like, what are three or four ways you've used video that have had an impact on your business, specific, really related to what we're going to talk about today? Video messaging, I guess. Yeah, I think the quickest one is sales related. Um, I'm a sales and marketing guy. Uh, I, I do a lot of sales emails cold to not my customers, but to partners. JV webinars are huge for me. Uh, and so getting the attention of really, really busy people, I'm always looking for tricks. And I was actually chatting with Bill Donahue in the chat earlier before we started. When I first did like a, a cold outreach, all I needed to do was like a, an animated GIF and they clicked my video and my conversion rate went from 30 to 90% of response. But I've since had to tweak it because now everybody's doing it. Right, that's the thing, right? Is you have to continually evolve and that's something that I think you're, you're really good at. You can use it in sales, customer success, customer support. I mean, there's there's a ton of ways to do this. We used to use, but with Drip, I used to do send uh, tons of screencasts. And Loom yeah. is amazing for this now. Do you still use Loom? Because yeah. I started using it because you recommended. Yep. You're like my go-to. Hey, if I need to do video stuff, talk to Nate. So that that's still your go-to for the it's still my go. It's just super simple, man. There's a thousand yeah. that do a couple things different. I just find myself using Loom the most, especially when it's internal. 
Um, I want to make it easy for people who aren't maybe as comfortable being on camera as I, I've been doing my whole career. So just because we're talking about video, please don't write us off because you think you have to be on camera. A majority of the time I save doing these messages are internal or to people I already have relationships with. And then it's usually just screen share and I don't have to make my room look all nice. I don't have to do everything perfectly on a webcam. It's mostly just my screen. And that's one of the more powerful things that kind of blew me away. Yep, and I think you've already talked about, I mean, video, the advantage over text and audio is, it sounds like the engagement, right? Is, is it just more personal? Yeah, you can say so much more at first. So let's, let's make an analogy. Um, when I first, I think one of the big, bigger changes to like saving time in my day, it's rare that you find a tool or a strategy that significantly saves hours a week or a month. And for me, it was calendar scheduling. So like Calendly changed the way I did, like I will never go back, right? Um, all the back and forth, et cetera. And even when I used Calendly, at first I thought I was going to be inconveniencing the other person. I was embarrassed by it. But then time and time again, they'd be like, oh my God, that was so cool. That was so, what, how'd you do that? That was saved me so much time. Same thing mm -hmm. happened when I started doing video messages is I thought that I was like burdening them because I know I can say so much more in three minutes than I can type. My team, my partners, customers, everybody's like, oh my God, thank you so much for taking the time to make a video for me. And so I just kept doing it more and more. And I've there's nothing I've done to cut so much time out of my email. I write so few emails now when a video can do it so much better. And what I'd like to, I know this is not, I'm like a, a year late on this. So I think we can dig into like, if you're just getting started, but then I also want to address the elephant in the room. As soon as anybody gets good at this and these tools become more prevalent, we've all been on the, the end of a poorly done. So I think best practices mm -hmm. are important also. If, you, yep. if you're sending 10 minute videos, nobody wants to listen to a 10 minute video, right? Yep, yep, that's true. I um I discovered screencast in like I don't know two thousand eight maybe two thousand eight or nine, yep. and back yep. then like you had to but there were no free tools. You had to buy a tool. I think I used Camtasia Studio. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, it, it was like a hundred bucks, and I remember I was like, oh, I was like super, you know, uh, fund, you know, strapped uh, entrepreneur. But it changed the way that I communicated with virtual assistants who were asynchronous, you know, and mm -hmm. I also started using it for customer support, and it it. People were shocked because they felt like, like you said, like I was producing something super special that was super time consuming for them. When, it, as you said, it was actually quicker to do it that way than for me to type all that out. Yeah. And that's even so, back when you had to record, render, or record, edit, yes. render, upload, link, all of that. I forgot about that. Gone, You're absolutely right. right. That's, that's <laughs> exactly what I used to do. That's crazy to think that we did that because Loom is so seamless now. So then for yeah. screencasts, we've already cut like your number one tool. If someone is not doing many screencasts and just wants to start, that would be Loom, right? And it's a browser yeah. yep. plugin. Is it a desktop they, app they too? A, I they, a, Chrome. they do. The upgrade, the, the upgrade is, it's funny. I pay for the upgrade because I love them, but I think I use the web-based free one more often just because it's right there. I feel like I should just give them some money. I use Loom all the time and I have not paid them anything. Their free plan is just a little too generous. So hopefully they have a lot of funding because I don't want them to go out of business, right? Exactly, um, I'm the same so way. That's why I pay about, for the one I don't use. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Do we, 
are there separate tools that you use if you want? Like, do you ever get in front of a camera like this and do a recording? Or does that, you know, where it's actually your face or is that not part of the video messaging? Is it much more about- With, with Loom, you can do, you can bring this in. You can bring in a nice camera, you can do all of that. Um, and I, here's the, the criteria. So when or, or not to show your face. If it's to, if you're trying to get the attention of somebody important or somebody you care about, or you're trying to really convey emotion and personality, then I'll use my face. If, if it's to somebody who, like an internal team member or somebody I've been working with for a while, um, I just won't even bother. And I'll just share my screen and then talk about what I want them to hear there. Um, so I also, if I go doing live presentations like this, I use Ecamm Live. It's a really simple way to go bring on a guest via Skype. There's all, all kinds of trade-offs, but I think that's a different use case. The, to go back to the Camtasia world, like I was right there with you in my first career, but what it, what had to change for me is I used to only do that much work if it was going to be one to many. Because I knew that I had that post-production, all of that's editing, the rendering, and uploading, that could take me, even for a five minute video, that could easily take a half hour. And I wouldn't do it unless I knew this video was gonna go out to multiple people. Now, Let's use the customer support use case. So many of you are founders of one. You are the customer support, the marketing, the sales, everything, right? Um, I've told this even now to my, I have a team who does customer support. And when we go to update new tools or new interface, she's like, oh, I gotta go redo the library of videos. I go, you know what? Let's not worry about having a current library of videos because now every, because you have the time, like every, individual customer support ticket, make a personal reply to them in three minutes. And, and if you wanna start collecting some of those videos, cropping off the beginning and making them in your library, great. But I think the ability to do things one-to-one -one right now so fast outweighs the stress of like trying to create a library of stuff that just is gonna get old. Yeah, and in for sales conversations, um, when I was, you know, early days of Drip, when I was approaching the folks that I knew, and it was warm outreach, so I would e email influencers who I had, you know, spoken with at events and stuff. But I'd email them and say, "Hey, this is Drip. This is what it is. I see you're on Mailchimp, or I see, you know, you're on Aweber at the time." Um, and I'd say, "Do you want to hear? Like, are you open to the possibility of switching? Because there's a bunch of advantages." And I, I send you a quick screencast. And people who would say yes, I would sit down and record like a five minute customized screencast. I'd start on their website and I would show mm -hmm. what it was, you know, and then I'd dive, dive into Drip and be like, this is how it's different. And then I'd send it. And eventually I got to the point where I even recorded one and I just said, hey, thanks so much for, you know, agreeing. I wouldn't start on the website. I'd start in Drip. And I was able to send that one. It was a more generic one, but it sounded, it felt like I had recorded it for them. So it was uh, super, super powerful because again, if I had sent them 500 words of written what drip would change for them, no one's going to read that. They don't have the time, you know, but yeah. seeing the voice and the trust and stuff. So cool. So let's talk about, um, you have a tremendous amount of knowledge on this, on this topic of like, what makes a good video and what are things to avoid? Like short list of, yeah. of tips for making better ones and, you know, things to, to stay away from. Let's do it. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up with some of my favorite uh, case studies, but I think it is good to go into like, what exactly are the, the ingredients to a good video, regardless of the context. Um, it's almost always shorter is better. Like one point, 
Same thing with a lot of the similarities, some of the best practices in email apply to a best practice video message. Like don't ramble on, don't include like four call to actions, four things you want them to do. Um, I really stress the importance of like two to three minutes. It's better to give somebody multiple videos that are short than one big long five to 10 minute long video. It just isn't, um, you, there's too many things that can go wrong. You lose their attention. Um, something, some like logic path you're going on is no longer relevant and then makes the whole video less relevant. So just make it really clear. And then I love, there's this acronym BLUFF, bottom line up front. It comes from the military where you, instead of burying your point, you start with the end goal. Say, hey, I really want you to um, refresh the website. Like I, if I'm sending something to a team member, uh, like here's what I want you to do, all right? And then I go into the details and what exactly I want done. Instead of meandering, telling a backstory, telling the context, and then eventually ending at my, people are like, what? And then uh, one of my favorite ones, uh, I don't know the source of this, maybe you do, Rob, as a, as a core developer. There's this best practice, like go tell the, the stuffed animal in the corner first. Uh, rubber ducking. Rubber, rubber duck. Okay. Yeah, you're supposed to take okay. a rubber duck and you tell, hey, this is the problem, right? And by the time you yes. talk it through, you typically, because how many times have you, I, I would go up to my developer friends and be like, so I have this problem. And by the end of the sentence, I was like, oh, and I just figured it out. Yeah. So delete your videos, like do that, record your video and go, oh, wait, I actually don't need to tell anybody this. So just delete it or redo it a second time. And the beauty here, when, when you set your number one variable as this video is only going to be two to three minutes, a lot of awesome things happen. And one of them, it means editing is gone. Stop trying to fix a mistake in your in your video, just redo it. You can redo it 10 times and that's only 30 minutes. There's no way you could edit a video, a three minute video, make it polished and perfect in less than 30 minutes. So just redo it, you'll get better each time you do it. And sometimes hearing yourself say it out loud, I'm definitely a, a, a process, like a think, a talk to thinker. And regardless if that's your primary communication style or not, I think we all get better the first time we say it out loud. So hit delete, try it again, and it's the second or third time is gonna be a lot better. Um, then just technical things, decent light. Um, it's amazing how like right now you can't really even get a nicer webcam. All, everything on Amazon's all Logitech's webcams are all back ordered. So just use what you have. Um, audio is better, is, is more important yeah than good video so a lot of people don't realize that yeah yeah get a good usb mic um and then lighting good lighting will make any camera like I'm, my industry is photographer my customers are photographers they can't go shoot right now there's a lot of them innovating and doing webcam sessions they're taking these amazing photos coordinating it with having the, the their customers just use their computer's webcam which is a terrible camera but if you get lighting right so put it Put your computer, your laptop near a nice big window and and have it just slightly above eye level and it makes a world of difference. Like things to avoid, don't put it on your lap. Don't wiggle your laptop if that's the mic you're using. <laughs> don't have it looking up your nostrils. Those are some basic things that, that really help. Um, yeah, the I'll last one. On the, on the lighting one, yeah. I, have, I always tried to use window lighting, but um, I saw the Wistia soapbox 
stand or what's you can google it but i have it open in a yeah, tab yeah. somewhere it's the soapbox station I learned a lot and of stuff from those educational videos back they did such a good job back then yeah go they ahead really did and they just have an led thing that i think was 50 bucks or something and that's what i have facing me right here and you can turn mm -hmm. the the color of it you know the the k level yeah, as yeah. well the whiteness and everything and then you can turn the obviously the brightness and um you can get USB ones and just plug into USB. This one plugs into the wall, but that's one of the reasons. Like if I actually, let's just do a little demo. Like if I didn't have that, this is what I look like, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure you have a light that's, you know, it's like if you start screwing around with your lighting, this room's actually pretty light. But in a lot of cases, yep. if I don't have that on, I look so much worse, you know? So lighting yeah. uh, can, can be a thing, but I agree with the it's audio man, is the way to go. It is. And I think the, the pro, here's here's case in point. Don't get overwhelmed with tech. I, I think I'll, I'm the first one to admit that I get overwhelmed with it. And then it's just a lust of things that can go wrong. Um, yeah. So simple is great. Um, I like Elgato is big into the streaming community. If you really want to go deep, check out their stuff. A lot of it's on a back order, but it's all because it's great and well-priced and good quality. Um, let's see. Uh, what else about good video? Um, I think that it really is uh oh speaking to the lens that's another good one when you are even when you're like using your webcam on your computer just looking down a little bit like this as you're talking if you really want to connect with people practice looking into the eye of the camera lens it just see if you guys look at the difference just i'm just a little bit below it feels less personal but when i get good at going like this and it's a good practice for all every, we're all on zoom calls a lot more now so if you really want to connect with your team or other people practice looking into the eye of the camera. Yep, that took me a lot. I mean, to be honest, some of these live streams, like right now I am looking at the camera so I can barely see you in my peripheral vision, but that's just it's just what I have to do, right? And, yep, and it exactly. took me 10 times doing this before, before I really started doing it. We have some good uh, comments and questions coming in. Um, Sean Davis in MicroConf Connect says, I use short videos all the time to update clients and demo functionality. Also use video to communicate with the team, the Monday morning update, and also to do some documentation. Nice. And uh, Chris Ryland says, I wish I didn't hate video so much. Uh, and then we had a, oh, it was a comment from YouTuber, from a YouTube uh, commentary. He says, I found that making the first video takes forever, but once it becomes part of your workflow, it can be faster than other mediums. I would agree yep. with that. That's really good. Just practicing. And I think to go back to your use case, Rob, you you do a handful of these one-offs for people and you'll learn that eventually you can just do the 10th the one in a, in a generic way so that you can repurpose that video. And that's really fun. If you're doing any kind of customer support and you get the same question 10 times, make it personal for a few, but then there's, it's so rewarding when you have that response Mm -hmm. uh, like saved or bookmarked. And you're like, okay, that used to take me a 30 minute response in an email. Now I just copy and paste. I feel so good. It's like getting time back in your day. Yep. Yeah. You said you had, did you have other case studies you wanted to run through? Yeah. Let's do my favorite new tool and some good best practice on how to get testimonials. All right. I love uh, yep. the power of testimonials and, and then also You've seen this too, Rob, where like a business gets to a certain level and they will hire a video crew to kind of travel around the country to go like personally in home mm -hmm. interview the client success story. Those are great because people do it because it's worth it. Right. So for a that's expensive. B, if you can't do it right now. <laughs> um, so I'm a huge fan of Typeform. I think they're based in Italy, the amazing company, the beautiful forms. They just launched Video Ask. Mm 
which is a video form tool. So you mm -hmm. ask your question with a video. So instead of the yeah. intro, like, hey, why do you love our products? Um, you get to ask the question personally with a video. And it just, it's all, you can do it on both desktop and on phone. But then where it gets really powerful is the responses can be multiple choice, they can type, they can record an audio message, or they can just tap video and give you a video answer to your questions. And so here's the two solutions in one. So what I think the first version of a testimonial, people forget how it used to be. They, they almost are embarrassed to admit they had a problem now that your tool solves it. They just love talking about how happy and perfect it is. But the problem is a happy, satisfied person, there's, there's a reason why there's no reality shows that are all about happy, satisfied people. <laughs> Nobody can relate to them. Nobody wants to listen to what they have to say. You want to prime your existing customers to talk more about before they had you because mm -hmm. that is what gets the attention of the, all of the potential customers you're trying to get attention of. So what I did is I explained that to my customers. Hey guys, don't, thank you so much for your support, blah, blah, blah. And I multi-step it and I said, here's what I'd really like your help with is tell me, I, of course I wanna hear the benefits you're getting from sticky email, but tell me what the journey was before you found it. What were the other tools you tried what were the other things you stumbled on? And it was the responses we got back were tr tremendous where it felt like they, I was like almost writing the copy. Like they, they, the answers are so much more relevant and engaging and all of it can be done just in a really simple form response tool. That's crazy. I, so we use Typeform. I mean, anyone in MicroConf Connect, you know, went through an application process through Typeform. So we use it for cons, producer Sander cranks out tons of them. I had not heard about video ads. That's fascinating. So your testimonials, I mean, I, I haven't been to your website for maybe a month or two, but last time I was on it, I'm, there were, you have tons of video testimonials, right? I mean, that's one of your things. And, and I think it just speaks to, it's with one of the, it, it, marketing 101, right? It's so much better if somebody else talk about you than mm -hmm. you talk about yourself, right? And what I've done is to be transparent, I think it's fine. You just run a contest. So I will go to my users and I'll segment, shout out to Drip, I'll segment my active users. I'll know who are most engaged, um, who are using the product and creating the results I know that matter. And I'll celebrate that win to them. Oh my, congratulations on getting 15 uh, emails already. Um, I really I have a huge favor and I put a deadline. I said, everybody who submits a video instantly gets two months free out of their account. Um, I'm gonna draw at random. Everybody who submits a video is gonna get a $100 gift card to Amazon, something just to make it fun and deadline focused and you get responses, oops, sorry, really quickly like that. Um, and then priming them, the last piece here, it's not that, I think we're always afraid to ask for them because we're like, oh gosh, what, they don't like it, what, they, I get ghosted. And what you can do with video, when you go first with video ask, you're like making it socially acceptable. Like if you're, you're asking them to do it, you do it first and show them that it's okay that production quality isn't super important. You just do it on your phone, super casual. It gives them permission to do it. And um, the bigger reason I think why we don't get even text-based testimonials is people don't know where to start. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, this is good, but I don't know what to say. So 
like give them primers say hey just tell me what it was like before and tell me the cool things that it's the results you've gotten in your business since you give them those starting points like we all know that writing copy is terrible from scratch but if you take a nugget and then tweak it yourself it's easier to start just letting it flow so give them those primers with uh in, in your in your questions awesome uh we're coming up on time but do you have any other any other like case studies or anything else you want to kind of get out to people in the next couple of minutes before we wrap i know you have so much knowledge on this topic that we can go for a long time, <laughs> but... i want to make this most relevant to where the founders are um the last one i'll share is um and i think i'm excited to use video ask to do this next in the past i've hobbled it together with the other tools um but hiring hiring and vetting so i found the problem with a founder, solo founder, is you don't want to hire until you're busy. Okay, you're busy now and you need to hire, but you don't have any time to go through a, a good vetting process. Um, you don't have time to sit on eight hours of inter video interviews, right? Um, and so what I do, again, I think that the hiring process is as much about them getting to know me and my personality and my style and management. So I lead, I make a very casual video telling them about me, the business, my vision, how I manage. So if you still think this is a fit for you, send me a, a two minute video or like a one minute video on why you think you're a good fit for this role. And immediately that filters. Now I know all the developers are going, oh my God, <laughs> I would hate to, I would, I would not apply to that job. So I have not successfully used, that's my huge caveat because developers, typically their personality and the demand that's like an exception to my rule. But if you're hiring in support and marketing or uh, like uh, an ops and any other role, it's really, f and again, I thought people would balk, but every time people thank me, like, this is so fun. Thanks for letting me do this process. I feel like we're being more productive. I'm getting to know you and your company. Um, and, I, and in just five seconds, here's the, the, the brutal truth, is we've all been on a Skype interview or Zoom interview, and in 10 seconds, regardless of what side of the table you were on, you're like, darn it, this is not a fit. But then you've got to sit there and be nice for the next 10 to 20 minutes. When you just get a quick video of somebody's personality and what they're looking for, you can know really, really fast if it's a good fit and just be super authentic and, and tell them they're not a fit. Um, it saves me a ton of time. And a shout out to Video Ask. I just love them. Um, you can do all kinds of conditionals now which in mapping like that's what Typeform is so good at they brought that through into video ask and here's my last geeky thing <laughs> is they are saving responses the whole time the whole journey so one of the trade-offs of having a long form i actually spoke at converted and automated about using Typeform in really cool ways the bigger risk of having a long ask is that you have somebody drops out of your form, you don't get any of the data. With video ask, you're getting every response as soon as they make it, even if they don't submit at the end. Um, a huge, huge shout out to them. I think there's a subtle detail, but incredibly powerful. That is super cool. You know what I really like? So I, I've also used video in hiring, but the step that I've missed that you just called out is I've never created the, the video as the founder, you know, and, and yet I'm asking people applying, hey, send in a 60 second or a 30, you know, a 90 second. Mm -hmm. 
And that's something that I will do from now on. Just that that really clicked with me as you said it of like, yeah, I should have to go first. And and it's helpful, right? It's helpful for them to see my personality right off the bat. Maybe I'm not a fit for them. I mean, I always, that's one of the first things I say, whether we're, we're looking at, you know, companies for, for the tiny C portfolio, whether I'm looking to hire someone, uh, I just hired an assistant producer for startups and the rest of us. I get on and I say, look, I may not be a fit for you. You know, I'm, I can be kind of a pain in the ass to work with in certain ways. Some, the people, some people love working with me and my personality and this and that, and others don't. And so let's figure that out pretty quickly, you know, so we don't waste anybody's time. So awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, I know, then, I, I know. You, and after that, then you can, what I'll do is I'll have, if they make it the first few rounds, then I'll also ask them to do a thing. Like if they're marketing, I'll have them do a presentation, do a project on camera. Show me how you edit. Show me how you would respond to this. Give me your thought process so I can see that on video too. But yeah, all good stuff. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Your wealth of knowledge as always, man. Thanks so much again for coming on the show. You are Nate Grahek on Twitter and people can see uh, that here on the screen. Stickyalbums.com if they want to see what you've been up to for the, uh, geez, for the past several years. How long have you been running it now? Eight years. Eight years. So yeah, eight uh, years. Uh, it's it's running itself for the most part. Um, so if anybody wants help on video, on webinars, on their strategy using video more in their business, hit me up in the Microcom Connect Slack. And I'm happy to help in any way I can. Thank you, man. Always super generous. And I know at least you've talked to at least one uh, tiny seed company about webinar stuff. And he was like, his mind was blown. And I was like, yeah, that'll happen every time. He's always, he's always going to be one step ahead of you on this stuff. So, so appreciate oh. it again, man. An honor to be here. Um, and, Have a good one. Thanks for thanks for including me and hanging everybody. Uh, I think this will. This is. I think these these little nuggets of wisdom and and connection are really really important. I would. I'm looking forward to actually seeing everybody in person someday at an actual microconf. But this is a good a good holding spot for now. Yep. Yeah. I think so. So as we wrap up um, next Tuesday, producer Xander is still working on guests. We have a few invites out, um, but we will let you know if you're on the email list or if you're in uh, MicroConf Connect for sure. MicroConfOnAir.com is our home and that's where you can come and see uh, past videos as well as live stream it. Um, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, it, we're pumping out a lot of videos and um, uploading talks. There's all kinds of types of great stuff going on there. YouTube.com yeah, YouTube slash microconf. Thanks again, everyone, for checking us out next Tuesday and Thursday. Same time, same place. See you then.